0: And now, the quote of the day, by Will Rogers, American humorist, social commentator, actor, and beloved of Oklahoma. The first quote, don't let yesterday take up too much of your today. And the second quote, I know worrying works, because none of the stuff I worried about ever happened. These two quotes sum up what I'm thinking about in this episode. Many times we make mistakes, we make decisions. And when we make those mistakes, we leave and we think about them and we wonder, oh, I shouldn't have done that. How do I fix this? What can I do? And we relive those moments sometimes, trying to figure out what we can do better. Sometimes we worry before we even get to a job. Do I say hello to everyone? Do I tell them who I am? Do I explain what I do? Do I give them advice? We worry about, will I understand what they're saying? Will I be able to interpret it correctly? This is a thing that interpreters do even when we prepare. We prepare for a job, we may feel confident, but we still worry about little things. Today's episode, we'll discuss those and think about why we do it and more on the Interpreters Workshop. Let's get started. Testing 1, 2, 3, 5, 7, 8. So, good morning. We've all been there. We're interpreting, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, we have a dilemma. We have to make a decision. Oof. How do we handle an ethical dilemma, a moral dilemma? Do we look to the code of ethics? Do we look at our own morals and our upbringing? How do you make decisions? What do you base it on? What is your perspective, your approach, when you consider making a decision? Most of us have a code of ethics in our organizations or in our countries where we follow a list of do's and do nots, a do's and don'ts, of what an interpreter should or should not do in interpreting situations. Sometimes it even includes what we should or should not do when interacting with other colleagues or students of interpreting outside of interpreting situations. And then we all have morals that are developed as we grow up in an environment of our culture, of our region, of our country, of our customs and traditions, and all of those play a part in how we decide what we do every day. So which of these, or what part of these, do you take into consideration when you're making a decision, when you have a dilemma in your interpreting situations. I have asked all of my interviewees this same question What is their approach or what is their philosophy when they have to make a decision while interpreting? Now that I've asked you, let's answer that question in just a moment. I think there's something in the roots of our decision making that we need to consider first. Something that we need to consider first is how extreme are we in that moment? What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes we are too dramatic, too serious. We think that everything will cause the sky to fall. We think that this is the ultimate Decision that needs to be made to protect our clients, to protect our communities, our fellow interpreters. We must decide this the correct way because of blah, blah, blah. And when we bring such dramatic views into our work, it means that we have this lens of how we view the world in that moment and all we can see is drama. When we are very dramatic and very serious about it, all we can see is drama and seriousness and the possibility of catastrophe. If we only think of the problems that could happen in this situation, oh, this might happen, this might happen, this might happen. There's so many problems. It, all of these things might happen, could happen. I don't know if it will happen. If we put on The lenses of problems, that is, if we are problem focused, then we're probably going to see a lot of problems. If we worry about our skill level, if we worry about whether we can handle a situation or emotional capacity for this situation, we have put all of our energy into the worry. All we can see is possibilities rather than looking at. What is really there? If we are so extreme, then that's all we see. Our perspective is blurred, which means we also have less energy to perform our interpretation, and we will be seeing less of what we actually need to see to make our interpretation even better. So as I say many times, just keep calm and interpret but this also means that we need to think about what's important in this situation. So what is important? The goals of the clients, the goal of the situation, as we've all thought about when we know the goal, it allows us to steer the interpretation, the right direction to the right intention that the clients have. So during my interviews, Each of them have answered my question about their approach or philosophy to decision-making with a handful of things, but it's very similar things. I do not recall any person saying, well, this part of the code of ethics is my first thought, or in this part of the code of ethics, it says blah, blah, blah. Therefore, I always, none of them said this. A few of them hinted at the code of ethics when they said, well, we should do no harm or we should not hurt the situation or make it worse. And that does connect to most codes of ethics. We do not want to impose a negative impact. Others have said, I try to do what's right, what's just. I try to create a an environment or an atmosphere with my decisions that allows the clients to feel as though they were conversing without me there. They have a feeling as though this concluded in the same way as if we were communicating directly with one another. Others have said, I try to think What would I do or what would I want if I were the clients? Those steer their decision-making. And others have discussed the consequences. What are the best consequences in that situation for those goals, for those clients at that time? And they say all of these things, and they can kind of connect to the Code of Ethics But it's not the first thing that comes to mind. It's more of a moralistic way of looking at things, such as do the right thing, do the just thing, be authentic, work and interpret in such a way that the clients feel as though they are directly talking to one another. In our interpretations, it should come across as though the affect is the same as though they were talking directly to one another. Well, you know what I'm going to say. Click on the links in the description to subscribe, send me some feedback, or to buy me a coffee. Thank you very much. Let's go back. Let me say again. In English, we sometimes mix up, sometimes exchange the two words, ethics and morals. They're very closely related, and the definitions are very similar, and so we get confused quickly because we we really think, as a profession, we need to do the right thing ethically. Well, as a person, we think, I need to do the right thing morally, and that can easily get overlapped or confused, which is ethics, which is morals, perhaps it's a little of both. The ethics or the codes of ethics are those list of do's and don'ts that interpreters need to follow, or at least use as a guide when we are making decisions. The morals are what we use as cultural mediators, because knowing the two cultures, what is the norm, what is the custom, what is the tradition, what is morally appropriate in those two cultural worlds that we are working in, The morals and the ethics need to be in balance, need to be used in a way that is appropriate. Sometimes we follow the customary morals of that society rather than the ethics of our profession, and vice versa. That is why most interpreters that I've talked to do not quote the Code of Ethics when talking about their decision-making process, but rather they talk about the main focus. And that is the clients are first. You need to do what's right, what's just, what are the best consequences, and how do they feel when the conversation is over? Were they talking directly to each other and they kind of forgot that you're there? The clients come first. It's their conversation. Which leads me to my conclusion here. Responsibility. In an interpreting situation, We do have responsibility. But what is that? Many times I've heard that we are responsible for the clients to understand one another. On the surface, having the clients understand one another makes sense. We're interpreting between the languages and cultures and helping them see the equivalence in their own language. But I would disagree with that. It may sound like a picky thing, but I think it's important to note, because when we know what our responsibility is, it can give us less stress. It can give us more motivation to do a better job. We are not responsible for people to understand each other. We are responsible to give an equivalent message from one language world to the other language world. Just like in any conversation, when I'm speaking to someone else in English and they're a native speaker, I'm a native speaker, and we know the subject, I can say anything I want, and that person will understand every word I've said, but many times they say, "Wait, what do you mean? yeah i I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't get it, or that doesn't make sense. Does this sound familiar to you? That minor point shows us that we don't have that responsibility to make them understand. We are not explainers. We are interpreters. We are not the teacher. We are the interpreter. Hmm. So take that responsibility off your shoulders and think, oh, okay, it's not up to me for them to understand. And why is that? Because in every conversation, as you know, we sometimes don't always listen. We may be thinking about what we're going to say next, or we're disagreeing with them, and so we're trying to formulate an argument against what they're saying. So we don't really understand what they said. It happens to all of us. Someone said something, did something, something distracted us in the room. So our responsibility is to interpret Between the clients in such a way that they have the opportunity, if they're paying attention to understand, or even if they don't understand, they can now interrupt and ask, what do you mean? Or say, it doesn't make sense to me. We're giving them that opportunity. That is our responsibility. And that connects to don't be too extreme. Don't take yourself so seriously. We cannot make people understand. We cannot have the comprehension light bulb light up in their head and they get it. We don't have that power. So don't think of yourself so seriously in that regard. We don't need to be so dramatic that we think the sky is going to fall every time we make a mistake. Don't look for problems. Solve them. And don't worry so much. Be calm and interpret. We talk about ethics a lot. We want our profession to be professional and have the respect of others, have the respect of our clients and society. We are a profession. We Make a living at this. We are professionals. We are educated. Our job is really important. Well, yes, it is. But let's not be so dramatic about it to think that we have such responsibility and such powers. All it does is make us worry more, stress more, which makes us have less energy to do our job correctly. And it also makes us more pleasant to work with. I love teaming with people who are relaxed, who laugh at themselves when they make a little mistake or when they say something wrong. Humor, as Zane said, is very important and it's very powerful for a work ethic. Ooh, work ethic. Okay, let's not get into that now. So as Will Rogers said, don't bring your yesterday into today. Don't worry about it anymore. It's gone. Our mistakes, we can't dwell on them. They help us improve into the future, but don't let it stay here and now too long. And don't worry about things. Most of the things we worry about never happen or are not as dramatic as we think they will be. I'll see you next week for the next interview. Keep on interpreting. Take care now.